we learned, uh, number one, how to maintain constant energy all day long for any chronotype. And wow. so that's why the new book is called Energize, go from dragging ass to kicking it in 30 days. Because once we lock and load you into this schedule, we teach you how to do intermittent fasting on a schedule that's personalized to your chronotype and your body type. We teach you when to sleep based on your chronotype, and we teach you when to move based on your chronotype and your body type. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor, Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. You know, when I think about the kind of person that listens to the show, I think one common thread is we're all people interested in being our best selves. And part of that is actually taking care of ourselves. So that's why I, I really, really pushed for interviewing this guy. His name is Dr. Michael Bruce, and we got him on the show. You may have read his book. You may have seen him on Dr. Oz or some other show on TV. And of course, he's got a great new book coming out called Energize. So get that. Wherever you've seen him or if you haven't heard about him, you're going to want to listen to this one. He talks about the importance of sleep. He's a sleep doctor. He's an expert when it comes to this stuff. So listen and pay attention. He breaks it down for you and he explains to you why it's important. This is a great one. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a success podcast. And today I've got Michael Bruce, a sleep doctor. He's got a book coming out called Energize. Go to Amazon, get it right now, or you'll probably tell us where to get it. But Michael, dude, I've been looking forward to this because I'm I'm just curious, like sleep. Everybody's talking about, oh, you don't need sleep. You only live once. You got to work through the night. You got to, you only have 24 hours in a day. Let's get through this. But no, it's, it's the opposite, Michael. Well, and, and here's the thing, right? So historically, uh, so first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Excited to be here. Looking forward to having an awesome conversation with you and your audience. Um, so number one, it used to be you know, how little sleep can you survive on? That was like the macho way of doing things. Oh, dude, I can get by on four hours. You, I can get by on three, right? So that's just stupid, okay? Let's just throw it out there right now. <laughs> that is just stupid. stupid. I love okay? it. Okay, so we know that sleep affects every organ system, every disease state, every mental health state. Literally, everything you do you do better with a good night's sleep. And so skimping on the resource that can absolutely positively make your day a better day in any way you can imagine appears to be a bit foolish for many people. So the goal here is to break some of those myths, bust them out, get people to understand more about the importance of sleep and really how much sleep do you really need? It's not as much as you might think. Turns out that when you sleep, it can actually change the amount of sleep that you might require. Um, there's a, interesting aspects to that. Oh, yeah, your body type can also tell us a lot about your sleep and sleeping position. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, bro. Man. All right. Well, first, for those of you that are not watching this, because most of you listen to this, Michael's got some cool stuff on his background. So I want to just say <laughs> 
Green Day's Insomniac. That's pretty cool, man. You've got a poster framed. I like that. The Doctor is in. I love, love that. Absolutely. And then uh, OZ, Sleep Clinic or Oz, right? So that was when I was on Dr. Oz and we did a sleep clinic there. And then in the upper left-hand corner above Green Day, it's hard to see, but that is an original lithograph from the Dr. Seuss sleep book. Oh, nice. <laughs> They're all about, dude, there's no mistaking what you do. I love it. Right. I'm kind I of a collector. All right. So the, the question that I have first mm-hmm. is how many hours, because you already said it's different, but in general, how many hours of sleep do we need? So it turns out that this is variable and it's going to depend upon not only your age, but also your gender, your medical condition, things like that. But I can give people some general guidelines that they can understand. So number one, the average sleep cycle is 90 minutes long, okay? That means when you go from wake to stage one, stage two, stage three, four, back to stage two, and on into REM sleep. That little dance maneuver, which actually has to happen in that order, is called a sleep cycle. On average, an average human has a sleep cycle that lasts approximately 90 minutes, nine zero. Now, the next thing that's important in this whole calculation is how many of these damn cycles do you have in a night? On average, people have five cycles a night. So five times 90 is 450 minutes. I know nobody said there's going to be math today, but there's 450 minutes, which if you divide it by 60 is seven and a half hours. So number one, the math doesn't even work on eight hours of sleep. I mean, look, I mean, we just did it. The math doesn't even work on that, right? So stop thinking, oh my gosh, I got to kill myself to get eight hours of sleep because number one, that's not necessarily true. Number two, I want to tell you about an experiment that I did on myself to try to really figure this out. So I'm a night owl and I'll I'll tell you a lot more about that in a minute. And I never go to bed um, before midnight usually, just isn't what I do. Um, I go to bed at midnight and I wake up at the same time that when I started this experiment, roughly around 7.30 in the morning, so seven and a half hours of sleep. By keeping the most consistent bedtime and wake-up time that I possibly could, all of a sudden, something strange started to happen to my sleep. Going to bed at midnight, no problem. But I started waking up at 7.15. And then a month later, it was 7 o'clock. Then a month later, it was 6.45. Then a month later, I mean, honestly, my, my sleep was shrinking. The amount of sleep that I was naturally getting, going to bed naturally when I was tired at midnight, waking up without an alarm, no insomnia, ready to meet the day, boom, six hours and 15 minutes for me. So let me be clear. I am the sleep doctor, okay? I go to bed at midnight. I wake up at around 6.15 every single day without fail, naturally without an alarm. Holy cow, Michael, you're telling me that you as the sleep doctor are only getting six hours and 15 minutes of sleep? You bet. Um, That happens when you are in your genetically predetermined sleep schedule. Aha, here is the secret. So my third book was called The Power of When, and we looked at these things called chronotypes. Now, you might say to yourself, hold on a second, Michael, I've, I've heard the term chronotype, but I don't really know what it means. Help me out here. So if you've ever been called an early bird or a night owl, these are chronotypes, okay? And believe it or not, dude, they're genetic. So it's not like you can choose, hey, I want to join the 5 a.m. club and, you know, be an early bird. (laughs) It's really, it doesn't really work that way, 
right? It's, I, I can look at your 23andMe data or your Ancestry.com data. Like I can literally look at your data and I can show you exactly where it is and how it changes, right? What? So you, oh, should, have a, you should have a chronotype call instead of a I, 5 a.m. call. Right. Absolutely. You should. Absolutely. For folks out there who want to learn what their chronotype is, I've actually made it very easy. If you go to chronoquiz.com, C-H-R-O-N-O-Q-U-I-Z.com, you can go. It's free. It takes about three minutes and you will learn everything you need to know about your chronotype. Now, what can you benefit? What are the benefits besides, hey, okay, Michael, you gave me my personalized swim lane for sleep, right? Like what I, what time I should go to bed, what time I should wake up. Is there any other information that could be valuable from knowing your chronotype? Absolutely. I can teach you the best time of day to have sex, eat a cheeseburger, ask your boss for a raise, drink coffee, drink alcohol, send email. It's unbelievable all of the data that has come out of uh, this idea of chronotypes. Now, to be fair, uh, Tristan, uh, this was in my last book, uh, which came out about five years ago called The Power of When. I'm now about to launch a new book in December, which is kind of like The Power of When Part 2. So what we've done here is we took the chronotypes, and I'll, I'll double tap on what all four of them are, because it turns out there's four chronotypes, not two, um, and we merged them with body types. So if you remember back to high school, like endomorph, mesomorph, ectomorph, mm-hmm. it turns out that those are incredibly, incredibly important in understanding things like intermittent fasting, in understanding when to fast, how long to fast, in exercise, uh, what types of exercise become important based on your body type. So the new book is called Energize, Go From Dragging Ass to Kicking It in 30 Days. <laughs> and it's all about your chronotype your body type, and how to move. So we're going to get into all the details on that, but I wanted to give everybody a little bit of background from the third book so they can understand where we're going with all this. Dude, go go from dragging ass to kicking it. That's hilarious. In 30 days. Isn't that the best title? <laughs> That's the best title, dude. I love it. Everybody everybody loves the title. Who came up with it? You or... I did. <laughs> Who does the credit go to? I love that. So, so where do we start when it comes to energy? Do we really have mm-hmm. to go through this test of, of finding out? We do. We do. And, and the reason we do that is because many people are living non-energetic lives, right? They're working out like crazy and telling me that they're exhausted. They're sleeping eight hours, but it turns out it's at the wrong time. And so they're telling me they're exhausted. So why don't we, why don't we double tap a little bit on this idea of chronotypes quickly and yeah. tell people what they are? So we used to think people were just either an early bird or a night owl. Back in the 70s, some guys came up with a quiz called the Morningness Eveningness Questionnaire. Great op, great uh, assessment tool. It's been used in literally thousands of studies, uh, research studies around the world, which is how I've been able to culminate all this data. Mm-hmm. I had a patient come to me and she was like, Dr. Bruce, I can't fall asleep. I've got insomnia. And let me be honest with you, T. I worked with her for months, couldn't fix her total failure of a case. Okay. And it happens, right? There's some people you just can't fix. One day I brought her in and I was like, gosh, I I really want to figure out a way to do this. And we were, I was working at the time on the East coast. And she said, Dr. Bruce, if I could just be on California time, my life would be perfect. I was like, hold on, explain that to me. She was like, well, on the East coast, I got to be at work at nine, uh, which is really 6am California time. If I could come in at 9am California time, that would be 10, 11, 12, I would work out perfectly. And I was like, so why don't you do that? And she said, 
well, my boss wouldn't like that. My kids wouldn't like that. My husband wouldn't like that. Like it wouldn't work out in my schedule. I said, well, have you ever tried it? And she said, to be honest with you, I think I'm about to get fired from my job. And she was right. So I said, can I call up your boss and ask? And she's like, sure, go ahead. So I called up her boss and I said, look, dude, what's going on? Can we, can we have her come in a little bit later uh, and see how she does? And he said, I don't care what she does. I'm firing her on Friday. This was Monday. So no pressure on the sleep doctor, right? (laughs) So I'm like, great, let's go. So I had her coming in um, three hours later and staying three hours later. And I called him up at the end of the week and I was like, how did she do? And he said, I have three more employees I want you to talk to. Those are the first words out of his mouth. He was like, her work product is through the roof. She's not falling asleep at meetings. She's becoming one of my more productive employees in literally a week just by having her sleep in and respecting her chronotype. So then I just was like, holy crap, we got to get into this. And that's how the book got written. Started doing that for about the last five years. And then we started to realize something. People were still exhausted. They were getting up and going to sleep at the right times, but their movement schedule was off. Now, to be fair, I was working with my friend Stacy Griffiths. She's my co-author on this uh, most recent book. And for people who don't know Stacy, she is the lead trainer, original trainer of a company called Soul Cycle. They do the indoor bicycles, you know, the, yep. the classes. Yep. She is their, their original trainer, amazing, amazing person, amazing energy. And so she was helping me with my fitness. I was helping her with her sleep. And when we started to go through it, she said, Michael, I've got, uh, you know, clients who tell me they're exhausted all the time and they do my classes and they should be feeling great. I said, I've got patients who sleep well and tell me they're exhausted all the time. So we started to talk about it. And I said, how do you know what exercises are most motivational for your clients? And she said, that's easy. I look at their bodies. I was like, okay, tell me more. And I started thinking about this body type thing that I remember learned way back in high school. And she said, well, my long and lean people love to do cardio, but my people who are a little bit heavier, if I stick them on a bike, they hate it. They never come back and and it's a complete (laughs) failure. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get that. She's like, so I might put them into stretching out uh, exercises. I might put them into balance exercises for just to get them interested, motivated to complete their exercise routine, because the more exercise routines you complete, the more confidence you get, the more confidence you get, the more you try new stuff, the more you try new stuff, the healthier you get, uh, hopefully. So (laughs) we started, we started looking at these and we discovered that when we blended the four chronotypes with the three body types, lo and behold, it got very interesting. So let's, let's go ahead and tell you what the four chronotypes are. The Mm -hmm. two of them, you already know, early bird and night owl. Now, to be fair, I'm not a bird, I'm a mammal. So I decided I didn't wanna be called a bird's name. And so I changed the names of each one of these to give people a little bit better understanding. So early birds turn into lions. Now, Tristan, you can only imagine when you're in a marketing meeting for your book with the publishing house and you're trying to come up with ideas for these four avatars, right? There's four categories, we've gotta figure it out. I said, why don't we use animals? It turns out nobody wants to be a porcupine. (laughs) nobody wants to be a platypus so we had to find animals that actually had this chronotypical schedule right that people would want to be so early birds became lions i mean who doesn't want to be the king of the jungle right 
first, uh, first in the morning, they have their first kills before dawn. But we know a lot about lions as a personality. We know that they tend to be our COOs of a company. These are our waking up at 4.35 o'clock in the morning. They are raring to go. Um, you know, they make a list every day and go from step one to step two to step three to step four type of people, kind of militant in their thinking. Um, and a lot of people say to me, oh, my gosh, you know, Dr. Bruce, I wish I was a lion. I got news for you. It's not so easy being a lion. Number one, socially, it sucks. Dinner and a movie is out for the person that wakes up at 4.30 in the morning, if you know what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> oh, you do, yeah. Right? Like, they're exhausted. It's 8 o'clock at night. They're looking for the bed at that point. So there's pros and cons to being a lion. Night owls, we call them wolves. I am a night owl. Um, wolves, you know, wolves are nocturnal creatures. They hunt in packs at night. Um, but from a personality standpoint, we know a lot about these people. My night owls have a tendency to be my artists, my actors, my musicians, my creative types are the mm. people that have a tendency to be late nighters, if you will. Um, even thinking about going to bed before, uh, midnight is something that rarely, if it ever happens for them. So that being said, um, it's interesting to sort of see how, how they do things, but they like to go to bed late, late, late and get up late, late, late. The people in the middle, we used to call them hummingbirds. Now we call them bears. So a bear makes up about 55% of the population. By the way, early birds, about 15%. Uh, night owls, about 15 to 20%. Bears in the middle, about 50 to 55% percent of the people, right? So a lot of people are bears. And to be honest with you, I wish I was a bear. Being a bear would be the best because all of society's schedule is built on a bear's schedule, right? Nine to five, right? Waking up at 7.30, going to bed at 10.30 makes a lot of sense. And these are the people that get the work done. These are the people that are enjoyable. They invite you to their home for dinner, that kind of thing. Really good, good-minded, good-hearted folks for sure, right? That means I don't fall into that category too. Well, you never know. You might, you might, you might. Um, the final category was the one that I contributed to the literature, which is insomnia. So it turns out that there is a genetic form of insomnia that hits in the almost identical place as these other aberrations occur. Because I can look on your DNA and I can show you exactly where there's a flip between two uh, what are called building blocks um, that cause this aberration of getting up early or getting up late. There's another one that actually can cause insomnia. So I call them dolphins. Now, you might be wondering, Dolphins, why on earth did you choose? So number one, everybody thinks dolphins are pretty cool animals because they really are pretty cool animals when you come true, right down true. to it. Um, but here's what's unique and interesting is dolphins sleep uni-hemispherically, meaning half of their brain is asleep while the other half is awake and looking for predators because they don't want to get eaten while they're asleep and swimming around. I thought that was kind of a good representation of my insomniacs who are never quite asleep, right? So what we did was we started to learn more and more about these four types. And believe it or not, Tristan, I've had over a million and a half people take that chrono quiz at this point. And we're oh. really, I know, right? A million and a half people have taken the quiz and we've learned a lot about their information. One thing we know now is if you take the quiz, you could actually, there's a hybrid available. You could be an early bear or a late bear. Since bears make up such a large percentage of the population, we know that some bears like to go to bed a little bit later. Some bears like to go to bed a little bit earlier. Um, but other than that, that was kind of what we learned, uh, brought it through on the book. Lots of people were learning when to drink coffee, when to have sex, when to drink alcohol, all of that stuff. Perfect timing based on your real hormones. Okay. It's amazing. It's super cool stuff. 
But again, people were telling me that they were exhausted. So we decided, let's see what happens if we take a group of about 5,000 people who've taken the quiz and put them through the body type quiz. So remember, endomorph, kind of long and lean, mesomorph, kind of more V-shaped, a little bit more muscular, and then endomorph, people who are a little bit on the thicker side, carry their weight uh, more in their hips, or for guys, carry their weight more in their bellies. Um, so once we did that, an entire new thing occurred. We learned, uh, number one, how to maintain constant energy all day long for any chronotype. And wow. so that's why the new book is called Energize, go from dragging ass to kicking it in 30 days. Because once we lock and load you into this schedule, we teach you how to do intermittent fasting on a schedule that's personalized to your chronotype and your body type. We teach you when to sleep based on your chronotype. And we teach you when to move based on your chronotype and your body type. So it's a super fun program. We're very excited about it. And we're seeing tremendous, tremendous results. Dude, is it a bestseller already, even though it hasn't come out? It, it, I want it to be. In my mind, it's a bestseller already. I'm, I'm going to sure. send it out. First, I already pre-ordered it. So thank you. I appreciate I'm going to send that. it out to, to a few people. That This is awesome, man. There's a lot of Remember, you're talking to solopreneurs, entrepreneurs here through success, and we go through this this every unfortunate, day. Unfortunately, preset idea that, like we said at the very beginning, mm. that we have to just work all the rest. time and there's no rest. So I love that we're digging into this with the body types. Though, what mm. are you finding? With each different body type, what are you finding mm -hmm. the biggest differences is when you put them into the whole categorization with animals as well? Yeah, it's quite fascinating. So the first thing that we learned based on your body type is it turns out that that old idea of endomorph, mesomorph, ectomorph, it's really based on metabolism. Okay, so the long and lean appear to have a fast metabolism. The mesomorphs in the middle, the V-shaped folks, they appear to have a medium metabolism. And the endomorphs, the people who have a little bit more weight on them, they appear to have a slower metabolism. Makes intuitive sense, right? As soon as you start to think about it, you're like, holy crap, why didn't I think about that? So, no. okay, that makes sense. So then we said, I wonder what would happen if we take somebody who's got a, um, a slow metabolism and see if they were a lion. Well, guess what? There are almost, there are very few slow lions out there, right? Think about it. If you're a lion, you're up at 4.35 o'clock, you're rocking and rolling. There's nothing slow about you, right? You're running and gunning, things like that. Another thing that we learned is the timing of your fast can be dependent on your chronotype. So if you're an early morning person, you need your fuel in the morning. You need to eat breakfast in the morning. Whereas if you're a night owl like me, a wolf, you can actually fast until one o'clock in the afternoon. No problem. So the timing of when you fast is going to be based on your chronotype. Remember, early people are going to fast early. Late people will fast later. So that was one really interesting discovery. A second discovery was we learned based on your body type how long you should fast. So, you know, there's no real great recommendations out there. People are like, oh, fast for 12 hours, feed for 12 hours. Yeah. Fast for, you know, 10 hours or fast for what would be 14 hours, feed for 10. And then there's people that say fast for 16, feed for eight. There's all kinds of different schedules out there. Yeah. Here's the good news. We can actually give you a personalized schedule based on your body type. So if you're an endomorph, somebody who's a little bit on the bigger side, you can 
feed for a smaller window. You can have a fast for 16 hours and a feed for eight hours. But if you're an, an, uh, an ectomorph, like a long and lean person, we don't want you fasting for 16 hours because you're already too lean. Not too lean, but you'd get too lean. So for you, it would be a 12-hour fast, not a 16-hour fast. So that was one of the biggest revelations that we saw is when to fast and then how long to fast became very apparent once we knew both your chronotype and your body type. It was fascinating. Who knew, who knew that sleep had all this, right? <laughs> exactly, right? And that's, and that's what's important. You know, entrepreneurs, I, I hear it from people all the time, especially solopreneurs. Um, they say to me, Dr. Bruce, I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? That's a, that's a big, big comment. So here's what I'm here to tell you and your audience. That's going to happen a lot quicker than you might imagine if you don't get your rest, Okay, bro, like that's how it works. And people don't understand because here's the thing. Um, sleep turns out to be the shock absorber of our day, right? So think about it. I got a ton of work to do today. Up, oh, I don't have time to sleep. I'm going to go to bed later, later, later. The spring kind of goes down and then boom, back the next day. Okay, I've got less to do today. I'm going to go to sleep a little bit earlier. And so there's this variation that occurs for people. Um, which is really important to recognize. You cannot just work and work and work and work. You, you, you run your, what I call your body battery down, right? So we all have a body battery, right? And think about it like your phone, right? So if you've got your phone and for whatever reason, it doesn't appear to be working um, very well, you plug it in because the battery has drained down. When you have a full battery, your phone works great. It's giving you full energy all the time. But what happens if you don't charge it all the way? Let's say you only charge it to 75% or 50%. What's going to happen? We know that the energy that's coming out is not going to be at 100%. It's going to actually level down the energy that's coming out mm -hmm. to be able to preserve your use of your phone. Your body works in exactly the same way. You got you to gotta top off the tank every single night in order to get the energy that you're looking for. Because here's the thing that entrepreneurs find is they're zooming high and then they're crashing low. And then they're yeah. in, in terms of their energy because they get all gunning and they're like, I'm going to code all night. I'm going to get this deal. I'm going to, you know, because that's what they do, right? They're going to, I'm going to do this, do this, do this. And yeah. then all of a sudden they crash because they've been drinking, you know, 12 Red Bulls and uh, trying to get <laughs> their done, right? And it just doesn't work. I mean, your body really will crash after that. And let's be clear, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. So we cannot afford for our immune function to lower and sleep is directly tied to your immune function. There's no two ways about it during sleep, specifically during stages three and four. Um, we have something called our killer T cells are developed and produced. Killer T cells are the things that our body um, produces to fight off viruses. Viruses, okay? Like, guys, we kind of need those right now. Um, so let's be smart about this and make sure that we're getting a consistent amount of sleep, the right amount of sleep for us. And we get that, as I told you my experiment before, by sleeping within that time zone that works best for you. So identifying your chronotype turns out to actually be the biggest secret weapon that you could have because over the course of about four to six weeks, your, your entire sleep schedule begins to shrink and you become even more efficient at sleep. What's that website that we should go to again? Chronoquiz, 
Dot com and you'll learn what your chronotype is and then I'll send you information all about everything I've just mentioned. So there's a video to teach you which one you are. It'll tell you when to drink coffee, when to drink alcohol, when to go to bed. I'll put it in the show notes too. Thanks. So thank you for that. All right, let, let's go back to, I have a couple of things. Sure. One is, how does the daylight savings time affect sleep? <laughs> it's a great question, right? So we're, we're kind of just had it uh, recently and to be clear, Almost all of the physicians that are part of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine are voting to get rid of daylight savings time. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense any longer. We, when we were in an agrarian society, a farming society, made a lot of sense. Got to be outside for the sunlight, be able to till the farm, so on and so forth. Now, believe it or not, it was actually instituted even earlier than that in New Zealand in the 1800s. And then Roosevelt brought it back during World War II for wartime um, to be able to see things better. But at the end of the day, there's no need for it. Here's a crazy statistic. It used to be done on Sundays. And then on the following Monday was the number one day for car accidents in the United States. Whoa. Right? On the day you lost the hour. So fortunately, some brilliant person said, hey, let's move it to Saturdays instead. So we've, <laughs> lo we've lowered that at least. Um, but again, I don't think there's a lot of need for it any longer. And I am part of that group that's saying, hey, I think we can get rid of this if at all possible. Yeah, we definitely need to get rid of that crap. Yeah. So, all right. The other question is, Let's say we were going through not sleeping well, mm -hmm. not eating well, right? Not mm -hmm. How do we recover from that just from sleep? Is there a certain amount of sleep? Let's say people say, you know what? I'm just going to sleep Friday for 15 hours straight and I'll catch up. Right, right, right. Is that true? Okay. Can we do that? Tell no, me. you can't. So it was a great study came out uh, a little over a year ago now where they looked at this very idea. So what they did, not quite the, the scenario that you just described, but you could get five hours of sleep during the week, and then on Friday night you could get eight, on Saturday night you could get eight, and on Sunday night you could get eight. And then they measured people on Monday in several different variables. Focus, attention, mood, and memory were the four big ones that they measured, okay? So remember, five hours during the week, eight hours on the weekend, six weeks of this, of this program. Okay. So it's not a small study there. Were, I think there were 50 or 60 people in it. So good data, exactly what we were looking for. Here's what they found. Um, every single week on all four categories, people would slowly go down, go down, go down. So this is mood would get more depressed. Memory would be worse. Attention and focus would be way off. Here was the most interesting part is when they tested them on Mondays and you ask the participants, how do you feel? They all said they felt like they had 100%. So the data is showing them losing accuracy. And they're like, I feel great because they got that big bunch of sleep. And so they think that they're better cognitively, but they're not. Okay. Nice. They're not. So here is the rule. Wake up at the same time every day, seven days a week. I don't care. Okay. I know that sucks. People are like, Michael, I don't want to do that. I want to catch up on my sleep on the weekends. It's BS. All right. If you get up at 630 during the week, get up at 630 on the weekends and go to bed by 1130. Give yourself a seven hour stretch where you can figure out to get some sleep. Now you don't even need that much. If you know what your chronotype is, I can tell you where that layers in and it will actually over time shrink much the way it did with me. Wow, man. I love that. It just took a whole bunch of notes on that. 
Yeah, it's super interesting. The one time that that's not going to work well is if you actually have an underlying sleep disorder that you don't know about. Something like sleep apnea, narcolepsy, uh, restless leg syndrome, things like that. So by the way, if anybody out there, your bed partner has said, hey, uh, I, you snore a lot and um, you actually stopped breathing in your sleep once. I was a little concerned. Yeah. That's called sleep apnea. You need to get that fixed, okay? Because if you don't, you're talking about definite cardiac consequences over time, um, including stroke and death. So it'd be great if people don't have those. If all you needed to do was talk with your doctor about sleep apnea, it's probably a great idea. Remember the signs and symptoms of sleep apnea are snoring, somebody observing you stopping breathing in your sleep, you waking up gasping or choking, waking up with a headache in the morning, finding that your moods are variable. So you're high, you're low, you're high, you're low, and then just being exhausted during the daytime. If you've got more than two or three of those symptoms, you probably want to talk to your doctor about what's going on. And that way, you know that the quality of the sleep that you're getting is improved. The big thing that always drives me crazy is people are always like, how many hours do I need? That's a quantity measure. That measure will change based on your quality. Higher quality, less quantity. That's what we're shooting for for entrepreneurs. Dude, that's like business anyway. It makes exactly. a lot of sense. I love that. Sleep apnea, is that something that that can be cured or do you need a machine for that? Because mm -hmm. I've seen it. I've seen it out there yep. a lot right now. Mm -hmm. So sleep apnea can be treated, not necessarily cured. Now, to be fair, I have some people who have cured sleep apnea. Sometimes people do it with weight loss. Um, but also to be clear, it's extremely difficult to lose weight while you have sleep apnea. Better to get it treated, lose the weight, and then discontinue the treatment. So there is a machine called a CPAP machine. It stands for continuous positive airway pressure. It's like a hair dryer blowing up your nose, basically, okay? And what wow. it does is where your throat collapses, because that's what's happening, it sends a thin stream of air that just ever so slightly opens up your airway, makes it easy to breathe. You wear it all night long. Now, to be clear, you got a mask on your face all night. It's not the sexiest thing in the universe. <laughs> However, snoring is a lot less sexy than wearing a CPAP machine. I can assure you of that. And once you wear the CPAP for about 60 to 90 days, most people start to lose weight. And in some cases, we can actually get them off the CPAP machine. Now, there is a brand, brand, brand new treatment out there that I want people to know about. It's called Excite OSA, E-X-C-I-T-E, -E, then capital O, capital S, capital A. This is a new treatment that is revolutionary. Um, I've got three patients on it right now, and I was so impressed. It's actually something that you wear during the daytime, and there's no mask, no CPAP machine, nothing at night. Um, it's called Excite OSA, and it actually is goes on your tongue, and it helps shrink the size of your tongue to create more uh, space in your mouth for you to breathe better. It doesn't hurt. It's like a TENS unit. Like if you ever had a TENS unit on your back, it's like a TENS unit for your tongue. I like that a lot. No way. It's, it's incredible, dude, and it just came out. The second thing that, that also came out that I'm, I'm, I use this thing every day now, and my wife loves it because it helps with uh, snoring. So by the way, if I, I like scotch. I like bourbon, right? I'm not saying I drink them every night, but I enjoy them. When I do, my wife is like, hey, you're going to snore. You need to fix that before you get into the bed. So I have two different things I want to tell people about because let's be honest, if our bed partners are pissed, we ain't getting no sleep, right? The mm -hmm. first one, I got, I've got it right here. 
It's called a Sinusonic, S-I-N-U-S-O-N-I-C. Um, now, I work with this company, so I know the real data on this. This is something that you put over your nose and you just breathe in and out for two minutes. It doesn't have any medication. It's actually all using acoustic vibration to help uh, reduce inflammation inside your sinuses. So no oh. drugs. It's so freaking cool. And so you don't have to get hooked on Afrin, right? Or Flonase or any of those other things. You can't get hooked on Flonase, but you know what I'm saying. But this yeah, is awesome because it just uses acoustic vibration. It's called a Sinusonic, S-I-N-U-S-O-N-I-C. Uh, com. I work with this company. I love this stuff. I do this in the mornings before my breath work, and I do this in the evenings before I go to sleep, and it definitely opens up my sinuses quite a bit. Um, and again, no medication, no, no stuff that you're putting in your body. It's just acoustic vibration. You know, yeah. we've, inter we've interviewed a few people in the military. We just mm. interviewed one where they're talking about breathing and how important it is to uh, it's um, there's a, a method. It was the Hoff something method. Wim Hof. That's the one, Michael. I knew you'd know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good prompt. So, so I know Wim. I actually got trained by Wim personally. My son and I did, and that's the breath work that I do every morning. I do Wim Hof breath work every single morning, and it really helps me out. Now, there's another product I want to tell you about that I've used at times as well. Um, now, this is one that's just primarily for snoring. And this is called Mute. I don't know if you can see it here on the camera. M-U-T-E, like pushing the mute button on your snoring. Okay? Yep. And I'll tell you why I like this so much. This is an internal nasal dilator. So it's not a strip that you do on the outside of your nose. Now, to be fair, I've worked with, uh, with those types of strips before. There's nothing wrong with them, but I have somewhat oily skin, and so it, it will slide. I woke up one morning, I think my eyeball was, was taped shut. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like it wasn't, it wasn't good. Like eyelashes are ripping off the whole oh, thing. Crap. So this is really cool because it goes inside the nose and yeah. it's a dilator and you can actually change the aperture of the two circles because not everybody's nostrils are the same. I don't know if you can see, but if you look up at my nostrils, not that hopefully there's nothing flying out of there, oh, you'll see good. one is narrow and the other is more wide. Yep. We can actually change the aperture of this device. And here's the best part. It's 14 bucks at Walgreens. Dude. Okay. So we're not talking about you're spending a ton of dough. So check out Mute and check out Sinusonic if you snore or if you have a lot of nasal congestion, because what you're talking about is breathing at night. If you're breathing through your mouth at night, it's no bueno. Okay. Our noses were meant for breathing, our mouths were meant for eating. Why do we say this? When air comes through our mouths, there's no filter. When it comes through our nose, the little cilia that are alongside pull out all those particulates so that they don't go into our lungs. The second thing is we have these things called turbinates. They make the air moist and warm, which makes it easier to absorb the oxygen into our lungs. You ever been out skiing or been outside when it's really cold and you take a big deep breath in and it's the air is so cold it hurts your lungs? Yep. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Yeah. That's that's what those turbinates do is they they uh they change the temperature and the moisture of that air. But when you suck in a big one, it's hard to get it all in. But so you want that to happen at night, right? So by having your nose open, all of the good air goes in and your mouth stays shut. Now, there's some people who've been asking me a lot lately about mouth taping, right? So taking a piece of tape and running it down your mouth. This has been uh, become much more popular. There's a new book out by James Nestor called Breath. 
So James yep. is a yep. So James is a good friend. Um, believe it or not, his father is actually a lung doctor of all things, which is kind of amusing. Um, and he really dug into the science on this, and it's quite fascinating if you want to know the truth. So the answer is yes. You should keep your mouth shut when you breathe, um, especially when you sleep. And a small piece. I'm not saying take a piece of tape. You know, don't take duct tape and go across your face, guys. <laughs> Bad idea. Okay. So you want medical grade tape. It's actually called medical tape. You can buy it at the local drugstore and you want a very small strip down the center. So it goes from the, your septum down past to your chin, just in the middle. And this keeps your lips closed. Please, please, please do not tape your mouth if you've not been checked for sleep apnea or you snore because it's not going to work very well. Okay. But this mouth taping is definitely something that people are thinking about. Um, and it is absolutely positively improving the quality of the sleep that they're getting. Wow, man. That's super cool. I love that. Plus, I think I added a whole bunch of stuff to my Amazon cart <laughs> right now. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying with your book, and then I got another book and yeah. Sinusonic and Mute. And I love and plus your website, I got that. Yep. Let's talk about naps because my one of my favorite topics. I hear, oh, you know, you, you should again, entrepreneurs. You should yep. naps, naps for losers, naps for naps for people. lazy people, naps yep. for losers. Okay. So let me tell you, napping is my second secret weapon. My first secret weapon is waking up at the same time every single day. I love a good nap. Okay. But there are different types of naps. There are different lengths of naps. And some people tell me, Dr. Bruce, I can't nap. What can I do? I actually have a solution for that. So first of all, Generally speaking, from a napping perspective, if you're going to be taking a nap during the day, you either want to take a 25-minute nap or a 90-minute nap, okay? Remember, 90 minutes is roughly a full sleep cycle, right? And so we're always, always, always thinking, hey, can I get an extra sleep cycle in? So let's say that you only got, I don't know, four and a half hours of sleep last night. You're mm -hmm. really dragging it today. A nap is a perfect idea to, uh, to account for some of that lost sleep. 25 minutes is good. Now, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, Tristan. Um, you ever taken a nap and felt worse, not better? Yeah, kind of like hazy and, and just hard to wake up. Yeah. Exactly. So we call that sleep inertia or sleep drunkenness, believe it or not. And so that happens when you nap too long, right? So if you nap for 90 minutes, you get a full sleep cycle. If you nap for 25 minutes, you get just enough to make that sleepiness go away. Now, I have... The ultimate napping hack. I, I just started working with this product. I'm using it all the time. I freaking love it. Hold it's on, called, let me open up Amazon. You're gonna me, need to. Give me a this, second. This is the last, this is the last one, but this <laughs> one's really, really amazing. You ready for this? It's yep. called Nap Jitsu. Okay. And here's what it does: is there's two sets of pills. You take the first set of pills, um, and it's a very mild sedative helps you fall asleep for about 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. And then the second set of pills, which you take at the beginning, gives you 110 milligrams of caffeine and 600 milligrams of nootropics. These are supplements that help you focus, have better memory and better attention. So here's what happens is you get a 25 minute nap and then the caffeine kicks in, then the nootropics Dude, you're on fire when you're done with this thing. It's Ooh. called Nap Jitsu for folks who want to see it. There it is, Nap Jitsu. Dang. I love this. This is the, this is one of the most practical 
ideas I've seen, especially for entrepreneurs out there, because let's be honest, maybe you only got six hours and you need seven and a half. At one o'clock in the afternoon, you are dragging it. You take this, you wake up 25 minutes later, you're good for six hours, guaranteed. It's awesome. That That's my sense. experience. That makes sense because caffeine takes about 30 minutes to get exactly. Ah, right. That's that's actually kind of brilliant, bro. I I know. I love this stuff. So that's why I'm telling people about Napjitsu. All right. All right. Last question then. What are you what are you most excited about that's happening next? Besides your book, because we already got your book energized. Yeah. Everybody better order that one. I already pre-ordered it. Thank you. So what are you most excited about for 2022? So, you know, um, right now for 2022, I've been doing a lot of different work, been finding some really cool companies to be able to let people know about their stuff. Um, But as an area of interest, cannabis is a big one for me. Um, You know, lots and lots of people use cannabis. I'm here in California where cannabis is recreationally and medicinally legal. It is uh, medicinally legal, I think, in 26 or 28 states. And I think there's at least five or six where recreationally it's legal as well. And many, many people are using cannabis to help them sleep. Um, And so one of the things that I'm learning about a lot about right now is what is appropriate to do in that area, right? Because let's be honest, the pharmaceutical pills that are out there, they're not so good for you, especially long-term. You have an entire endocannabinoid system in your body. This is a system that is specifically designed to accept the the, uh, constituents of the cannabis plant. Why on earth do you have this system in every single person if it's not meant to be used, right? And so I'm not saying, by the way, everybody needs to go smoke some weed. That's not what I'm saying here. What I am saying is that we can use this to our advantage uh, in very unique ways. So as an example, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a difficult time turning off your brain before bed, hello, I think that's probably everybody that's listening, right? Cannabis can actually be helpful with that, right? But you don't want to have too high a level of THC because too high a THC raises your heart rate, which makes it difficult to fall asleep. So you want to have a low THC and something called CBN and something called CBD need to be along with it. So there's lots and lots of new stuff that's happening in that field. Um, Hopefully, uh, maybe uh, next quarter or middle of next year, I can come back. We can talk about what's going on with sleep and cannabis, learn more about the Energize book, which by the way, honestly, guys, if you really want to have consistent energy all day long, which I know as an entrepreneur, heck, I'm an entrepreneur as well. I needed it. And that's part of the reason I wrote the book. You will value this so much because it gives you this great 24-hour schedule of when to move, when to eat, when to sleep. And then you know what to do in the other time, work and have fun. I want to have you back for sure to talk about that and to talk about what you're discovering with cannabis and we didn't get into anxiety and depression, which I want to get into the next yeah. time we talk. Absolutely. You know, both anxiety and depression affect sleep and sleep affects anxiety and depression. So for yeah. folks out there, briefly, if you're suffering from either one of those and you're really shortchanging yourself on sleep, I have to be honest with you, it's a bad decision. If you've got depression and you don't get enough sleep, it makes the depression worse. If you've got anxiety and you don't get enough sleep, it makes the anxiety worse. Trust me in this, that sleep is the magic pill for just about everything, right? I mean, every time you go to the doctor, if there's anything going on with you, what's the what's one of the recommendations? Get good rest, right? And so we know this. We know this is a fact and the data would bear it out. So for all of you out there, 
Um, let me remind you one more time. Uh, check out my book, Energize. Go from dragging ass to kicking it in 30 days. That's number one. Number two, wake up at the same time every day, including the weekends. Trust me on this one. If you can do it based on your chronotype, it will change your life. I love that. Dude. So Neo from, from the movie, if everybody doesn't know, uh-huh. would have chosen the red pill, which is sleep. All right. Hello. Exactly. Oh, here we go. There's there's a lot of red pill going on out there, bro. I can assure I, you of that. I love that. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. And where, where would people follow you? Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, where? Mm-hmm. I'm super easy to find. It's the sleep doctor, doctors all spelled out, dot com. And that's my handle for Facebook, for Twitter, for TikTok, for Instagram. Believe it or not, I got a TikTok out there that's had one and a half million views at this point. Um, all about what to do if you wake up in the middle of the night. So check it out. I think you guys will dig it. Ooh, I've got to check you out on TikTok now, man. I'm going to be following you everywhere. I love it. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it. 